Give us this day is a devotional reflection upon the New Testament lesson appointed for the morning office from the Book of Common Prayer, 1928. These devotionals are written and presented by Father Charles Erlinson, who serves at the Church of the Good Shepherd in Tyler, Texas. Father Charles' devotionals can be found both in print and online. Today is Monday of the 17th Sunday after Trinity. The lesson is taken from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 12-28. through 28. And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you, and are over you in the Lord, and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake, and be at peace among yourselves. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient toward all men, see that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit, despise not prophesyings, prove all things, hold fast that which is good, abstain from all appearance of evil, and the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. Brethren, pray for us. Greet all the brethren with an holy kiss. I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read unto all the holy brethren. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Greet all the brethren with a holy kiss. Verse 26. I'm sorry, but that sounds just plain weird to me. And it is, at least to my own cultural ears and imagination, rooted in 21st century America. But might such an idea still have significance for us? Though the cultural differences are important, and not many people advocate literally going back to a kiss, the holy kiss is an important concept. A holy kiss is a kind of greeting, a family greeting. Where a family gathers together, they greet one another in some meaningful way. Hello, blank, I enthusiastically say as I squeeze and bear hug each of my kids the first time I see them each day. A kiss is also a sign of the love and unity that St. Paul so often preached. Because the church at Thessalonica was a family, it was appropriate for them to greet one another with a holy kiss. This holy kiss is another way of demonstrating the fellowship and love that is to exist in the local church. In the Book of Common Prayer, part of the exhortation that is given before the Holy Communion may be taken is, Ye who do truly and earnestly repent you of your sins, and are in love and charity with your neighbors, and intend to lead a new life, following the commandments of God, and walking from henceforth in His holy ways. Only those who are in a state of love should partake of the body and blood of Christ. Only those who have repented of their sins, and intend to obey God's commandments, should dare to presume to participate in Jesus Christ through the Holy Communion. For this reason, sometimes the early Christian priests would warn their local body that if they kissed while not in a state of charity, their kiss was the kiss of Judas. In the context of the second half of 1 Corinthians 5, the Holy Kiss makes perfect sense. Paul is writing to the entire church at Thessalonica, the people whom he considers to be his children, and so it makes sense that he lays down rules for his family of faith. Since they are family, they should greet with a holy kiss. Since they are all one body as well, they all have a holy obligation to live in love as God's children, under Paul as their spiritual father. 
The church of Thessalonica, as a whole, is to hear Paul's fatherly instructions, verse 27. In verses 14-15 we read that the church as a whole is to warn those who are unruly, comfort the faint-hearted, uphold the weak, and to pursue what is good for all, which is love. The church at Thessalonica and each of our churches is one holy body or family, and God desires that we live as if we are. The Holy Kiss reminds us as well that this family of God is to be holy, that is, set apart from sin and darkness. In fact, what is most urgent to St. Paul in this final section of his letter is that the Thessalonians be holy or sanctified. This was his focus in chapter 4, and here it is again. It must be important to St. Paul and to us. In verse 15 we hear, with the Thessalonians, that no one is to render evil for evil. In verse 21 we learn that we are to test all things, to hold fast to what is good, and to abstain from every form of evil. Furthermore, Paul prays that God would completely sanctify or make holy the Thessalonians, that they may be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 23. We are to be holy because God is holy. The fellowship we have is a holy fellowship based on the righteousness and holiness of Christ. If we allow ourselves to become impure and unholy, then we are not loving God or neighbor. We break the unity of the church and we have disobeyed God. In doing so, we bring shame upon the name of Christ and condemnation upon ourselves. It's about holiness, stupid, is a bumper sticker I'm thinking of having made. That's what St. Paul would have said, for he commands that this letter be read to all the holy brethren. And that is the very thing we are doing today. For wherever Christians read First Thessalonians, they are reading God's commandments to the one holy Catholic and Apostolic Church. And that is what God has called us to be. This has been a presentation of Always with Christ Radio, radio in the Anglican way.